Hi everyone, it's Devin Boker, and this is The Wildlife. Sort of. It's our uh, sub-series, not season two just yet. Those of you who are looking forward to that, be expecting the premiere by the end of January, and then we're going to be on a bi-weekly release schedule after that. So every two weeks, we're going to have five episodes until the mid-season, break a little bit there, and then have another five episodes. It's going to be great. We're starting off with the origins of complex life and then rounding off with mass extinctions and what got rid of the dinosaurs. So we're kind of covering a lot of ground in this next season. Um, we've just been, you know, a little busy. It's been a little crazy and it's the holidays. So it's even more hectic and busy and you get it. But like I said, by the end of January, rest assured, there will be more of the wildlife, the actual series, not the sub-series, which is this. <laughs> There's been a, a, a recent weather phenomenon um, here in Minnesota in particular, and I imagine elsewhere in the northern part of the country. And it's something called hoarfrost. It's a fern-like, almost rock candy-esque kind of frost that is just... Um, well, it, well, it's a, it's a pretty fascinating sight, and it's been around a lot lately. Almost almost every morning, um, sometimes throughout the day, and it's just um, it's magical, to, to put it to one word. And it reminds me of uh, an experience I had with it last year, and so I wanted to kind of travel back to last year, um, I believe around December. Maybe no, and you know what? Actually, uh, it was it was earlier this year. It was uh, early spring. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but it reminds me of this time in early spring, and I I wanted to just uh, to think back to that moment and to to share that moment with all of you and to explain exactly how this um, hoarfrost forms, what makes up its structure, uh, why it looks so uh, unique. There's something to be said about Minnesota grit, or at least the motivation to get a good donut and a bold cup of coffee. Half a foot of snow had fallen on central Minnesota. It brought the weekend total to about 11 inches. The roads were slick, visibility was really low. The roads were pretty much indistinguishable from the not road. Nevertheless, Tim Hortons had finally opened, and my wife and I were not going to be deterred by a mere dusting? No. The next day, the roads were clearish, and while the sky was pretty overcast, it was a perfect day for a family sledding trip. It was the snow we'd been waiting for all winter. You know, after the holidays, when there's no snow and it's just kind of overcast, it, it gets depressing. But this was a fluffy, fresh blanket, and it went a long way to sugarcoat the cold in the seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> that Monday morning, after struggling to make up my mind over the last 24 hours about whether or not any physical activity and a mental break would be good for my health, because, well, you know, why, why would those things be good for your health? Um, I decided to finally use the snowshoes I had had for uh, about three years that I'd never used sitting in my closet. I decided to break them in. So I headed down to the river for a much-needed walk in the woods. I stepped out of my car, strapped on my snowshoes, and put my camera on my neck. And then, after angstily sighing at the sky, I put it back in my bag. Because, side note, 
you should always check to be sure you have A, your memory card, and B, a full battery. I had neither. Anyway, the fog was rising from the Mississippi River. The air was calm, and the sun was beaming through the glistening rock candy branches. Every surface was covered in a shimmering glaze. But this wasn't your standard frosting. No, this frost was something special. The fern-like frost adorning every branch is called hoarfrost. Now, for any type of frost to be made, you need two main ingredients. Water vapor and a cold surface with a dew point, which is a temperature at which dew forms, below freezing. When the water vapor in the air comes in contact with that surface, it phases directly from gas to solid. It skips the liquid phase altogether. That process is called deposition. So, rather than condensation or dew building up on the surface, it jumps over that stage directly into ice. So that's just frost in general, but it doesn't explain what leads to the formation of this feathered frost. The key isn't a new ingredient, but more of one in particular. Water vapor. The more moisture that is in the air, the more frost can form. Remember, this occurred just after a few days of snow, a little melting on Sunday, and lots and lots of fog hovering over the river. Water vapor in the air was anything but lacking. Now, jumping forward a little bit to now, that's definitely been the case. We've had a lot of fog and a lot of transitional temperatures where things have sort of been melting, sort of been freezing, uh, that are helping to lead to this creation with the increased water vapor in the air. But jumping back again, when the air is thick with moisture, more ice crystals can form through this deposition process, and more ice crystals means more surface area. And as the available surface area to form ice crystals increases, we get these mesmerizing interlocking patterns of ice structured almost exactly like a bird feather. By the end of the day, the frost had melted away. And to think, if I had chosen to stay indoors, I would have missed out on a truly spectacular sight. If you want to see some pictures of this hoarfrost from last year or from recently, I did just put up a picture on my Instagram. That's at Devin the Nature Guy. Um, so there's a couple pictures there, and there's also some pictures on the wildlife.blog. I will also be putting up some photos when I upload this um, sub-series of the podcast um, so that you can take a look at what exactly this hoarfrost looks like. Until next time, this has been Devin Boker and The Wildlife. Thank you for listening. Be on the lookout for season two. And remember, The Wildlife is listener, reader, and viewer supported. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash thewildlife. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends. Bye.